Why do the Denver Broncos top our list of declining offenses for 2024? And what other two teams join the list? Let's break it down right here and right now as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. We're your destination here to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league year-round, so we've got you covered throughout the offseason. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day this episode is brought to you by fandle make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar bet that's 150 bucks if your bet wins visit fandle.com slash locked on to get started all right michelle let's dive right into the flip side of what we were talking about yesterday we had three offenses on the rise we were excited about what's happening with the packers colts and falcons now we got three offenses that were not so hot on for 2024 in their current state. And right now, the Broncos lead that list, the Steelers with Arthur Smith, and then a team that might surprise some of you all, the Chargers. So we're going to break those down for you. Let's start with Denver, Michelle. This passing game could look completely different, starting with moving on from Russell Wilson. He was benched at the end of last year. The key is, can they find a way to trade this guy and then change everything? And Because... They've been attached to all these rookie quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to trade Russell Wilson. I think if they want to get rid of him, they're going to have to cut him, kind of swallow that money that they owe him. And then I don't really know where a good landing spot is for him. Like, that's the thing. I don't think any team is desperate enough in a situation to trade for him. Now, he should find a landing spot, a starting spot sooner or later with a team. But I just don't think anyone's going to trade for him with that current salary and be happy with how he's performing he's been okay but he hasn't been the Russell Wilson that we saw with the Seahawks where he was worth that money but then also at the same time with these wide receivers I mean Cortland Sutton like if you're bringing in I guess you do need a wide receiver one for whatever quarterback you're bringing in he's a little pricey but still fair I mean 17 million dollars against the cap hit I think that's fair for Cortland Sutton they could save $10 million if they moved on from him. Maybe he's a trade candidate. But then you know Jerry Judy is most likely gone, right? He's been a big bust yeah. as the first-round pick, hasn't been productive whatsoever, has had trouble staying on the field. So I do think this entire offense is going to look different come next year. Yeah, it already is starting to look different, right? I mean, Sean Payton is basically trying to create the Saints part two in Denver. He wants all his Saints type of things happening here. I saw a, a number ridiculous. I think there's 22 people that work for him at the Saints, other players or assistants who are now in Denver. So he's clearly trying to go back to his roots and his well that he trusts, and he doesn't trust Russell Wilson. We know that. When you bench Wilson for Jared Stidham, I don't care how bad Wilson was. That should not have happened yeah. late in the season. So, so he could be gone. Sutton and Judy could be gone. I just think this is an offense that's going to blow up and really – I don't know where they go. I mean, they're in a bad situation. If they can't 
trade Wilson, they're going to be in a really bad situation. So <clears throat> I really don't know what you're going to get, Michelle, from this team. And I want to stay away from most of their assets. Now, where do you think they could go this offseason for a quarterback? I mean, right now it looks like J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix are tied to the most. But what do you like? Yeah, I wonder if Sean Payton likes pay, uh, Baker Mayfield. Maybe that's his next Drew Brees, you know. Uh, but I I really don't know what they're going to do here at quarterback. They might have to go with the Bo Nix or the J.J. McCarthy because likely the top three quarterbacks are going to be off the board. Maybe they like Michael Penix as well. There's going to be options for them, right? Maybe. I, I don't think going the vet route is going to be too viable since they're going to still owe Russell Wilson a good amount of money here. So they probably will have to go the cheaper rookie route. I'm not excited for this offense at all, but also because like Javante Williams is the leader in the backfield, right? And he has also been nothing but a disappointment since they drafted him. He was a super exciting prospect coming out of school. He looked great at UNC. He had the explosiveness. Then I know like he had the knee injury and he was just coming back from that this past year. So maybe we should give him some time here. Maybe he will perform better next year, but I don't know. Like he does not excite me. He looks like a different player in the NFL. His efficiency has been terrible. He did start to score some touchdowns later in the season. So maybe we start to see that roll into next year. They use him more around the goal line. But at the same time, if we think this defense or if we think this offense is going to be pretty bad, not putting up a lot of points, do you really want the running back in that situation? Yeah, and I was also disappointed that they invested a lot in the offensive line. They put Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey out there with Garrett Bowles, and it really didn't produce either in the run blocking. So all around, this team's made a lot of mistakes early. So I don't know, Michelle, I don't know if I'm going to invest anything in the Broncos. I mean, this could be much like we saw, excuse me, with the Houston Texans in 2022, where it was just ugly. And I don't even know if the running back is going to be salvageable. At least we had Damian Pierce in that situation. So maybe a rookie will merge. Maybe Jaleel McLaughlin will have some value, but still pretty nasty here. I, I think I might be out of Broncos. I may not be drafting any Broncos here in 2024. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering if Sean Payton will still be with this team in 2025 after a, what looks like it's going to be a brutal 2024 for them. But you never know. Teams surprise every year. So maybe they do a good job this offseason. Maybe they hit on some draft picks, right? We'll see what they do this offseason. But it looks like a steep hill for them to climb in order to be fantasy relevant for us. And we're going to get into that with the Steelers as well. Because for fantasy, the moves that they've already made and then the moves that they're talking about making are not exciting whatsoever for the fantasy world. We'll hop into all that in a moment. But first, let's talk about one of our great sponsors, FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. My favorite player prop for tonight's slate of NBA games is Heat's Bam at about Ad Bio. To have over 38 and a half combined points slash assists slash rebounds against the 76ers. To get in on that action, just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on and get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Fanduel official partner of the NBA. All right, let's talk about my horrid Steelers. Oh, All right. Sorry. 
So I had my heart broken from the 49ers. And now my, I have two teams, right? Steelers and 49ers. But the Steelers are my first baby. So let's, let's dig into them here. Arthur Smith, they hire as a new offense coordinator, which maybe we did see him be a good offense coordinator with the Titans. So maybe he's a good OC, not a good head coach. That happens quite often. So maybe we have that. But then to add on top of those wounds, there's been rumors that, you know, they will consider adding Ryan Tannehill in free agency. 36-year-old Ryan Tannehill, who has been not good whatsoever outside of that one year, which it was with Arthur Smith. But I still think that was anomaly. I don't think he's going to come back at 36 years old and have another good season. I hate this as a competition for Kenny Pickett. I just feel like that's just giving Kenny Pickett kind of the job there, if that were to be the the quarterback they bring. What are your thoughts around that? Well, we know Mitchell Trubisky is not going to be the option because they released him. So he's gone. Mason Rudolph is a free agent. He did start the end of the year and the playoff game for the Steelers. So, well, the end of the year. Well, we're looking at Rudolph. I mean, it's just pretty ugly, right? I mean, he was still just a guy. And they only played him and he looked better because he was the thing that wasn't as bad as the other two guys. So look, they did facilitate their offense a little bit, but the one thing that you'll say, we know with Arthur Smith, and we talked about this leaving the Falcons, right? He's going to use a lot of two tight end sets. So that's not great, right? For spreading the field. It's good for Pat Fryerbooth, maybe, right? He's the inline tight end where he's going to do some damage. Maybe he's Jonu Smith of this offense, right? So there's something you have to look at there, but also the running game. He's a very run heavy coordinator. We know that. Look, with all due respect to Jalen Moore, and I think Najee Harris is more the back that Arthur Smith is used to, right? I mean, with the Titans and Derrick Henry, a power back. So they could end up working out really well for Frymouth and Harris. But for everyone else, you can't really be enthused about this passing game. No, you really can't. And also, like, after this season, I am high on Deontay Johnson and the fact that I think he's a talented player. I think he's a good route runner. But I'm not quite sure he's like that true wide receiver one for a team. He's a low end wide receiver one, I'd say, like on the lower end of talent when you're talking about having a true wide receiver one on your team. George Pickens, great at the contested catches, you know, bringing some balls to the house. Super talented player. Again, I don't think he's a true wide receiver one. I'd be super happy to have either of these guys as a Steelers wide receiver, too. But I do think with Deontay Johnson, the team can save a good $10 million if they were to move on from him. He's a free agent in 2025, so there's a good chance they'd be moving on from him anyway in one year from now. I could see them trying to trade Deontay Johnson this offseason and then maybe getting a, a more elite wide receiver one in there for whatever quarterback they bring in. But I do think they need to do that because if it's Kenny Pickett or if it's, God forbid, please don't be Ryan Tannehill or... But if it's Kenny Pickett or let's say they grab a Bo Nix or someone like that in the first round of the draft, I do think they need more weapons than just Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Those are good wide receivers, but not that guy you can really just lean on as a young quarterback. So I am kind of hoping they trade Deontay this year and kind of upgrade at that position. Yeah, and with the Arthur Smith's history, right, they haven't really had multiple receivers in e- either situation. A.J. Brown was the man for a short period of time in Tennessee, and that kind of fell apart as Brown was injured. And then Drake London had a few flashes, but there was no one else at wide receiver there. So George Pickens, that's the best-case scenario, right, that he gets treated more like the number one here, and they do move on from Johnson, so something to watch out there. The other thing we do have to bring up, 
is there's some Justin Fields rumors in Pittsburgh. So what do you think, Michelle? I mean, remember, people were talking, hey, if the Falcons had had Justin Fields in that offense with Arthur Smith and a run-heavy offense, they might have been a playoff team or won the division because he was that much better, I think, than what they've had before Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota. So, look, would you be interested there? Because that would add – a whole new dimension. It would change the way maybe we think about the Steelers' offense, right? We've been used to just guys that are in the pocket throwing quite a bit. So, look, we know that Mike Tomlin had a lot with this decision. They want a complementary offense that fits more with their defensive mentality. And we know Mike Rabel was attached to Arthur Smith before. So there's all that going on here. So maybe Justin Fields isn't that bad. Like, if this is his landing spot, maybe that's not too bad because, again, there's been way, there's a path for him to put up some really good numbers in this style of offense that's going to be run heavy. You know, I would love the Steelers to try to trade for Justin Fields. That would show me they're actually, you know, swinging the bat to try to hit a home run, right? It's it's not just taking walks because that's what they'd be doing with Ryan Tannehill. It's like, okay, if we sign Ryan Tannehill, our goal again is to be 9-8 and eight and get absolutely destroyed in the wild card round if you trade for fields you might lose more games right you might have finally have a losing season or you found a legit franchise quarterback those like those are two possibilities there fields has the upside he has a downside and i'm fine with taking that shot i think the steelers really need to take a shot like that that would be fantastic and that would make me a lot more open to this offense again probably not the wide receiver so much and i would want them to still upgrade wide receiver but the running game in particular, I'd be a lot more excited about uh, if they were to go after a guy like Justin Fields. What would be funny, though, when you look at Arthur Smith, I mean, he he is a head coach. I'm sure he has some say in who the Falcons picked, right, especially at quarterback when he's the play caller. Uh, he had the chance to take Justin Fields. They took Kyle Pitts. He had the chance to take Kenny Pickett. He took Drake London. So, again, these would be two quarterbacks that would be going there. when He had the chance to get them. He didn't want them. So again, just an interesting dynamic there. But yeah, if Fields were to come in, that would make me more interested in, let's say, Najee Harris for sure. Because I don't know. I know with Arthur Smith, people are going to be more interested in Najee Harris in this run game. But really, each of these last two seasons, he started off the season so bad for fantasy. And then he did end up scoring more as the year went on. The second half of both years were, were better for him over the last two years. But still... He's not. He hasn't shown to be that much of a difference maker. He's just kind of a guy out there who has a big name because of how people thought of him coming out of school. Yeah, I think the one thing I'd like from Arthur Smith is to check that arrogance at the door, ego. Like, we're going to do it in this certain way, my way, right? You should be humble a little bit. It didn't work out with the Falcons. You had some really good talent. You had three consecutive first-round picks at skill position players that were very special at their positions coming out. So when you look at it, yeah, definitely. But Bijan and Drake London were the first off the board. Pitts, they're at his position. So, look, you have to draw as many parallels as you can when you have some history with this coordinator, but I think he has to keep an open mind. Look, he didn't work out that well, and these Titans might have played well, but they were still capped, right? Ryan Tannehill capped them. Like, going back to Ryan Tannehill just because he coached him well three years ago is just not a good plan. Like you said, like it's not going to push you forward. Keep in mind who's winning Super Bowls here. It's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You're not going to get by with a mediocre veteran quarterback that you put in as a bridge, right? That's not going to happen. So 
Justin Fields, if they don't go Justin Fields, I think I'd rather have them be aggressive and go in the draft. Maybe go after a Jaden Daniels. Mix it up. Do something that gets you a ceiling quarterback versus a floor quarterback. And that's uh, really what we want to see. Because then if we get the quarterback and like we know Fields and the connection with DJ Moore, if we get a quarterback here, then all of a sudden things look a lot better. And I think that's also the problems we're having here is we just don't know who Arthur Smith's going to be tied with at QB. And if it stinks again, like Ritter and Taylor Heineke, it's going to be a long fantasy season. Yeah. And a long season for us Steelers fans, which I'm not looking forward to, but I will be very, very excited if these rumors about Justin Fields and the Steelers do end up coming true. I will say for our next team that we're going to talk about with the Chargers, I was not too excited about their choice at OC. Uh, Greg Roman was an interesting choice for them. So we'll dig into that here after uh, you talk about another one of our sponsors. That's right. We'll check in right now with eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy, as we just saw, is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that big win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, let's talk about our last team here. And I... They actually were on the fence for me. I was thinking about them as a rising offense, but then Greg Roman came in, and then you have to manage all their offensive skill issues. So it's a combination of things. Now, I don't know what you're going to get from Greg Roman. Obviously, if he goes in there and says, I want to turn Justin Herbert to a dual-threat quarterback, Herbert is athletic, we know. He can run and put up some numbers that way. He's a big dude. But Colin Kaepernick, Tyrod Taylor, Lamar Jackson, these are the guys, if you look at the template, that have had the best success under Greg Roman. We don't know what we're going to get with Herbert, right? I mean, is it going to be wacky and we're going to see him like do read option and like, go nuts running? I mean, keep in mind, this team's running game stunk last year. They just weren't very good at running. So it's hard to read this, but I think what it is is Jim Harbaugh is trying to add some balance to this offense. It's been very pass happy it's exposed its defense quite a bit so i think i want to believe that's what they're doing here but greg roman's history whether he's got a quarterback that's on the move or a running back here i think it's all about the running game right i mean he really wants to establish the ground game and again harbaugh's a hard-nosed coach he wants the offensive line pound it play defense here but i also think he's pretty dynamic so i don't know i think we have to give them a little bit of credit here that I think they'll know what they're doing with Herbert, but still it's not the most inspiring hire. No, it really isn't. It's not even about inspiring hire. It just is a weird match for Justin Herbert because you brought up the three quarterbacks that really Greg Roman has had time with as offensive coordinator. And it really is just Colin Kaepernick, Tyra Taylor, Lamar Jackson with a few other, like, you know, not very much time spent with other quarterbacks. So these are heavy, heavy, mobile rushing quarterbacks 
And Herbert, yeah, is mobile, but that's not what he's known for, right? I mean, you want him using his arm over his legs and you want to keep him healthy as well. The Chargers are in a very difficult situation this offseason. Like they have Herbert. And then after that, not a lot of exciting parts of this whole team. I mean, you look at the running back, Austin Eckler is a free agent, but also aging too. So you're not going to want to pay him. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both have the two highest cap hits among all wide receivers this year in the NFL. So you probably can't have both of them, considering that Mike Williams has had trouble staying healthy and on the field. Keenan Allen is about to turn 32 years old. Maybe you extend one of them or both of them to kind of change up their cap hit and their contract because they are both free agents after this season, right? So if you do want to keep one or both of them, you can kind of extend them, change up the cap hit. So that allows you, because their cap space right now is really bad as well. It'll allow you more room to work with the rest of your team. But they probably, like, when you're looking at running back, they're probably going to have to go with a cheaper guy. I was exact Moss might be a good fit there. Deonta Foreman. It's not anyone that's going to get you super excited, but that's probably who you're going to have to go with. And then it really stinks that so far it looks like they missed on Quentin Johnson, right? They did take that shot on a first-round wide receiver last year, and he had all these opportunities, and he just blew them. It's not to say his career's over. It was just his rookie year, but... Normally, we don't see a guy with this bad of a rookie wide receiver season, especially over the last decade, and then kind of like, you know, break out after that. And then also, they don't have a tight end. I mean, Gerald Everett was their tight end. He's a free agent. So they're really missing like all of the pieces or the pieces they do have are very old. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing they were thinking about is Justin Herbert was on an island. He was trying to make a lot of plays last year, right? He didn't have Mike Williams from early in the season. He went down. Keenan Allen was banged up again. You had Josh Palmer having to be the number one by default. Quentin Johnson didn't give them anything as a rookie of note here. So it was like, Justin Herbert, go out and make a play, right? I think they're trying to give him some support. So in a way, I think just clearing the decks a little bit might actually rebuild this offense the way you want for Justin Herbert, right? I mean, give him the type of weapons. Look, we know going back to San Francisco, tight end was a key part of what they did. So maybe this is an opportunity to reinvest in tight end. Maybe go get Brock Bowers as the key go-to guy early in the draft if he's available. Because I think they would be in position to get him. I think they pick pretty early enough to do that. So that's something you can consider as well. So I think you'll just see a mindset change here. And we'll have to see who the running back is. But they do also have to upgrade their offensive line. They did have the first-round picks there in Rashawn Slater and Zion Johnson, but they got to go fix right tackle. It's not very good with Trey Pipkins, so that's going to be a priority as well. They could be making some cuts defensively with Joey Bosa leaving. So all these things are on the table. They're, this general manager that they had before, Tom Telesco, this is the reason they parted ways. He's now with the Raiders because – He's left them in a pretty messy situation. Like they've acquired a lot of talent, but if you don't pay off that talent and you're just are investing a lot of guys that are giving you cap hits, that's really difficult. So I can't tell you the way it's kind of like the Broncos in a way where I can't tell you how these skill position players are going. If I had to guess, they keep Keenan Allen. They invest decently in a tight end. Maybe they bring back Hunter Henry on a cheap deal or something. And everything else is just up in the air. So I'm not sure what you're going to get. But I think everything you knew about the Chargers offense with Justin Herbert before, and keep in mind, 
this guy's already been in multiple systems, right? I mean, he's had Kellen Moore and all these guys that are there. He had Shane Steichen. So it's tough for Herbert. He keeps having to absorb a new system all the time. And I think we've seen it affect him the last two years. So my hope is that, look, they clean house a little bit. Herbert takes a few lumps this year. It gets a little bit ugly. But then we come back, right, in 2025, and then maybe I would see this as a rising offense. Yeah, I will say, like, if they wanted to move on from Mike Williams, they're going to save like $20 million. So that does make a lot of yeah, sense. And then, but Mike Williams and Herbert have had such a great connection, yeah. though, right? And we've seen Herbert for fantasy be way, way, way better when Mike Williams is out there healthy. Well, when Mike, I should say, when Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are out there yeah. healthy, like, it's been really important to have both of those. But maybe then, after moving on from Mike Williams, maybe they could afford a Mike Evans. Now, this would be the oldest wide receiver duo ever with Keenan Allen and Mike Evans. So that would be really interesting for at least a year. Uh, that could be fun to see. Maybe they can do that. That would be an upgrade of a similar type of players, right? And Evans and Williams, but Evans can at least stay in the field. He's more talented just overall as well. That could interest me, but yeah, this, this team overall, this looks like they're in the decline for maybe a year until they can figure it out and uh, build up this team slowly through the draft. And as they get more cap space as the years go on. Yeah, it's funny. We had two AFC West teams on this list, and that's not probably good news for anyone stopping the Chiefs in their division. (laughs) Like the Chiefs are probably going to walk over. So Broncos have a new quarterback. Raiders have a new full-time coach. They'll probably have a new quarterback. Chargers have to build everything around their quarterback. So I don't know how these guys are going to be. And the Raiders were on this list because they already are are declined, right? Yeah, you you can really get much lower. (laughs) Yeah, there was no way to put them lower than they were. Like we had to have some offenses at least that were perceived to be good last year that were, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is like there's some bad offenses that are going to stay bad. There's some good offenses that are going to be good again. But these are the most intriguing ones, and that's why we wanted to break them down for you because, look, Justin Herbert, let's just talk about him real quick to end this episode where, look, I think he's been disappointing. He's had the big rookie year, but in reality, he's underwhelmed. And we Trevor Lawrence, but Herbert was a much higher esteemed guy, right, under Cal Moore. We were excited about that. I get it. The injuries around him have been there, but Herbert, I think, still has a lot of questions to answer here if he's going to put up those big numbers because he's a sloppy with the ball. A lot of his uh, production has been very inconsistent. He didn't have a lot of big games last year. So I think that's my biggest fear with him this year, Michelle. Like, he's not going to have a lot of big games. No. And Herbert's going, most likely, in most drafts, is going to go ahead of guys like Jordan Love and Brock Purdy and Anthony Richardson. I would rather any of those three over Herbert pretty easily. Yeah, look look at the situation. Yes, you want to weigh the talent, but also just don't say, okay, Justin Herbert, you know what, I'm just going to draft him and – QB seven off the board, right? Just don't do that. I mean, we did that. Maybe we had some upside and expectations from the last year. We had uh, overblown expectations, especially myself for Trevor Lawrence. So look, just look at their body of work and what they've done versus where they've been drafted and their pedigree. I mean, same thing. Tua Tagovailoa was not the good fantasy quarterback that we all thought this year. So there's things like that. So you just have to reassess everything really encouraged to say, just don't look at the talent or the reputation or what people are saying on the outside noise, because it doesn't tell you, is that guy going to be good in fantasy? That's what we were trying to do here for all off season. So I don't know, Herbert, you think you'd put him where QB 10, 12, somewhere there or lower than that? 
he yeah he'll still be a top 12 quarterback and i would be fine drafting him if his val if his cost would go down but that name value and his talent like i still agree he's super super talented right and if yeah. he has all the weapons and good play calling he should be fine but it's just the consistency hasn't been there. The, also, the upside hasn't really been there whatsoever. So I'm not going to be interested in him at his cost, but I yeah. probably will still have him ranked as a top 10, around quarterback 10 or around that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be a debate we'll get into as we get closer, as we know what the Chargers actually do here this offseason. Maybe we'll have an idea what the Broncos are doing. But yeah, for these three teams, the Broncos, Steelers, and Chargers, looks a little bit rough going into this part of the offseason. So we'll uh, look at a couple more offseason issues for you to close the week on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Check out our rising offenses that we put up yesterday for this edition on declining potential offenses in 2024. This has been Locked on Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.